0: What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and also on YouTube, five days a week, free on all platforms. The only daily Trailblazers podcast. So come join me every single day and make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your team, every stinking day. In today's show, we're going to talk about the Blazers' first loss of the season. They lose 119-98 to the Miami Heat. We'll do the fastest recap in the West. We'll give out the Shania Twain impressive performance of the night. We'll talk about Damian Lillard's injury. With five minutes left in the third quarter, Damian Lillard came up hobbled with a calf injury and left the game for good, likely to miss at least one game and, and hopeful, hopeful to return next week. I want to talk about Dame's injury. Afterwards in the locker room, he offered some really interesting perspective on what this means, not just for them like Friday against the Houston Rockets, but uh, a bigger picture kind of what an injury to Damon Lord means to this team. And up front, he wasn't worried. He did not seem com- particularly concerned about the injury, but I thought he offered some, he offered a really interesting perspective. I want to share that with you in the, in the second segment. And then uh, to close the show, the, some of the Blazers warts were on display against, against the heat. Uh, you know, they, they lost because they were missing their best guy their best dude at the end of the game, but uh, I think there were some lessons learned in this loss to the Heat that are just things the Blazers need to clean up moving forward. So that's what we will talk about today. But first, let's do what we do. The fastest recap in the West. The Blazers lose this game one 98 They're actually winning at the end of the first quarter 31-28 thanks to 10 points from Damian Lord and a monster first eight minutes from Josh Hart. Five points, four boards, four assists in his first eight-minute shift for Josh Hart. Um, he was not as loud the rest of the game, but he was fantastic early. Heat came back behind a big match. Max Struess second quarter. He had 13 of the half and Heat went into halftime up 61-56 in the third quarter with five minutes and 10 seconds remaining. Damian Lord came up gimpy. He was in a, he was double teamed on the left wing. He tried to make a pass out of the double team and he, uh, turnover, Heat score. And he looks at the bench, like call a timeout. I need to like, I'm, I'm. I have an issue. I need to get out of the game quickly. He did not return, was eventually ruled out with a calf injury. The Blazers were down nine at that point, 79-70, as, as Dame left the game. The lead quickly swelled. Uh Miami led by as many as 23 before the Blazers finally pulled the plug. Kyle Lowry had nine of his 17. He had or had nine in the third quarter and closed the third quarter with 17 points. The Heat led 9481, led by 13, uh, pushed the lead from nine to thirteen after dame uh checked out and it swelled from there up to 23 in the fourth quarter as i mentioned uh and and with seven minutes and 48 seconds left the blazers pulled the plug Chauncey bill said it's not our night down 21 106 85 with seven minutes and 48 seconds left Greg Brown III checks in. Jabari Walker checks in. Drew Eubanks checks in for Yusuf Nurkic, and they get they get the cavalry out of there, and they, they say, hey, not today. We'll try again tomorrow. Blazers lose this one, one 19 That's your fastest recap in the West. Damian Lord still led the way. Scoring-wise, he finished with 22 points, two boards, and two assists. Avery Simons, 14. Jeremy Grant, 11. Josh Hart had 10. Just Swinslow, who returned after a one-game absence from a right ankle sprain. finished with nine points off the bench. Uh... Shane Sharp, fifteen off the bench, really solid night. And in fact, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to him. That's Shane Sharp, your impressive performance of the night. That don't impress me much. Look, Shania Twain might not be impressed, but I am. I I am impressed. It was an impressive night from Shaden Sharp. He finished with 15 points, 8 rebounds. Some of his damage came in in uh, in garbage time like he played at the end of this game. Uh, the Heat had 6 players in double figures real quick as, as we pivot away from Shania. Uh, 6 points, six players in double figures uh, led by Bam Adebayo who had 18. Kyle Lowry, 17, snapped out of a season-long funk to hit five threes. Uh, I thought Caleb Martin was fantastic. He had 16, Jimmy Butler, 17, 5, and 5. But back to Shaden Sharp. Sharp, our impressive performance of the night. Uh, Shania Twain, unimpressed with a 19-year-old going with going for 15-8 and eight in, in, in his fifth ever NBA game, but I'm impressed. Uh, Shaden Sharp doing this, just basically not playing any any real basketball for this, like he played some AAU basketball, he practiced against Tai Tai Washington and Oscar Shibwe and the Kentucky Wildcats for um, half of a season, and then he entered the league, and he's already like... He's not going to win rookie of the year, right? Like Paolo Banquero looks way better than him. Uh, you know, Keegan Murray looks looks like a just like a more seasoned rookie, right? Like Keegan Murray played four years of college. But Shayden Sharp doing this with as little um seasoning as he's had, absolutely impressive. Absolutely impressive. He just he just has the juice on offense like he he can get himself free his, his jump shot looks great he's he has some freak athletic plays gets to the rim gets you know has floats when he gets there on defense there's moments where he's a little bit lost but if the ball's in front of him he knows where to be I think his 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 sense on defense is is further ahead than I would have assumed it would be he's just he's just really good he's really good he's, he's your impressive performance of the night but the story of this game is not Shane Sharp. Like, you know, we're we're giving it out because we're loving Shania Twain here. But we're, we're, the story of this game is Damon Lord leaving. He leaves with five minutes left. The wheels come off this thing and they lose. And it feels like, oh man, all of that good stuff that happened in the four-game win streak is 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 just it's burned down because Dame's gonna miss some time. Well, one, Damon Lord didn't seem too worried that he was definitely gonna miss some time. Like he didn't he didn't seem when we when he spoke to reporters after the game like ner- nervous worried uh, i wouldn't i would not dis- use either of those words to describe him frustrated maybe a little bit but not even that like just uh, very matter of fact about the situation and he offered some really important perspective i want to share those uh comments with you in the second segment but first before we get there let me tell you about prize picks look it's the it's my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports. Uh, I use the app. Uh, you can go to PrizePicks.com if you're not an app person, but I use the app right there on my phone. And what you do is I, I mostly play NBA, but you can play all the sports you want. You can play ML, MLB. You can play uh, NFL games. You can, you can get in on, um, you can get in the WNBA when it's back, but I mostly play the NBA. I pick between two and four, two and five players every night. I usually four is my sweet spot and you're just picking over underlines. You're saying, you know, points, rebounds, assists, that, Price pick sets a projection. You pick more or less than their projection, and you go from there. You can win money. Withdrawals are quick. And right now, if you are a first time user and you use the promo code locked on, you get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. If you deposit $100, they give you $100. You deposit $50, they give you $50. Go take advantage today. That's at prizepicks.com or download the app. The promo code is locked on. All right. Damien Lord leaves the game with five minutes. To go in the third quarter, he missed the final 17 minutes, and the Blazers go from down nine to, you know, down 21, non-competitive, and they did not, you know, they did not, uh, they called it with eight minutes left in the game. That's that's how non-competitive they were. It just was not going to be their night, and they knew it. And you might say, missing their captain, missing their leader, missing their best player, there's no hope. But Damian Lord offered some important perspective. First, a little context for the injury. Uh, Dame said, and we'll, I promise we'll get to his important perspective that I've teased now far too many times, but he, he really did. He really did offer some interesting perspective, and I, I'll share that with you. But he, Dame said he woke up this morning feeling a little bit tightness in that right calf. Um, he went, and when he was at the facility, because they go into the uh, PF in the mornings to, to chat as a team and kind of get treatment, he, he actually went into the cold tub and just went calf deep in the cold tub and said, like, yeah, I'm going I'm, to... I need a little. I need a little extra. Something extra here. Uh, he said at halftime, he, he could, you know, his is he could feel the calf kind of tightening up a little bit, and he went and put on a com- compression uh, like sleeve under his tights. So he was even putting like a little more compression on his right calf because he knew it was bothering him. And then he hit a three-pointer with just over six minutes left, uh, and he said uh, that was the moment that he really felt it. Oh, it's really tightening up. He came down. Miami goes down and scores. He comes back. And as I mentioned, he was on the left wing. They were he double teamed. He was double teamed. Tried to pass out of a double team. Clearly hurt. I thought actually in the moment that he must have stepped on uh, on Caleb Martin's foot or like that he must have stepped on somebody's foot because it seemed like he rolled his ankle. The way he, he comes out of a double team, immediately grimaces, starts to limp, um, and looked looked back at the bench and kind of signaled, "Hey, hey!" Like. I call a timeout. I got to get out of here, uh, type of thing. Like, you could tell he was bothered by something immediately. But apparently, this had been um, at least with him all day long. Like, he'd been, it'd been a thing that had been bothering him a little bit all day long. He didn't sound too worried. He said, sometimes your body's like that. Like, oh, my calf hurts a little bit. He also mentioned that he would have played through this type of injury if it had been a playoff game. I asked him, did they take pictures? Like, did you get an MRI? And he kind of looks at me like, <laughs> Mike, what? what? Um, like, no. Um, not that he won't. Like, they probably will just because, like, you. Uh, precaution is necessary, but like they didn't in the moment. They just, he went to the back. He said he did some single leg raises and some double leg raises, and he was able to do that. And that basically when he got back there, the, the medical staff, the, the, the health and safety team or the health, the health and performance team, H and P is what they call them. Uh, we're like, Hey, relax, calm down. He's like, I'm calm. Like I'm, I'm bummed, but I'm not like mad. He's like, they know how I've been in the past. I, I would have been pissed in this moment. And I asked Dame, like you seem more patient now than you would have been. And he said, yeah, like some of this is just like our team is, is on the right track. Like we're playing with the right energy. And he had said that he, after they, they went to four and and beat the, the nuggets that his message to the team was keep, keep the same type of energy because at some point you're going to lose, but you have to keep building on the, the right type of energy that you're playing with. And that is a message to his team. They lose here. And the, the message is even louder now. Like, the good habits you formed during the first four games matter. Uh, Dame didn't sound didn't sound angry, didn't sound frustrated. He did say he was very unlikely to play Friday, but the Blazers' seasons or schedule, excuse me, sets up pretty well. Blazers play Friday against the Houston Rockets, a young team that um, has been competitive this year, uh, but like. Certainly, the Blazers are capable of beating that particular team without Damian Lillard in the lineup. Although I don't, certainly not a uh, not a gimme by any means. And then they got a long time off. They they play Friday. They don't play again until the following Wednesday against the Memphis Grizzlies. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four full days off during the NBA season. That doesn't happen very often. So pretty pretty fortuitous for the Blazers. Dame sounded hopeful that he basically said like. I, I'm, he said, I'm unlikely to play Friday, but the the subtext is, that I'm not going to play Friday. Uh, and that he was hopeful that with the right kind of treatment and with the rest he'll be able to get and with the focus he'll be able to get on just like kind of getting his leg right, getting his right calf right. He will be, um, you know, able to be, play. You know, just miss, miss. You know, sit, be down for a week and play again against the Grizzlies on Wednesday. No timeline from the team, and they probably won't announce a timeline or anything like that. They'll just say out Friday, and we'll see what happens. Um, you know, Cha- Chauncey Billups might address it when they practice again, but in general, uh, this is. It sounds like da- Dame sounded unworried. He sounded unworried, um, and he said he wouldn't want to hurry back, and that he's he's he's. He wouldn't have been this patient early in his career because um, he doesn't. He knows it's early in the season. He knows the Blazers are playing well, so it's not like this panic to play more. But then he offered this real perspective, and this is what I want to share with you here: is that he, he said, "We'll be okay." And one of the reasons we'll be okay because is if we can't be okay in these moments, who are we for real? And I think that's important perspective. He continued to say. Who are we really? Because it's really going to come down to us as a unit and not just me, and that is the important perspective to take away from this. If Damon Lord is a is an, a fierce and aggressive optimist, um, that is not. If you're a long time listener of the pod, you know that I am not a fierce and aggressive optimist by any means. But Dame is a fierce and aggressive optimist. His ability to sort of put things in perspective in this moment wasn't. I don't necessarily read that as him just being fiercely positive. I really don't. Um, I read it as a someone who's played a decade in the league, who knows that his body just has is having a, a, a minor issue, that he needs to be patient, get right, and get back, and that he's seen his team take the right types of strides early in the season, so there's no need to rush. If you would have played during the playoffs, you damn well know that if Blazers were 1-4 and four and not 4-1, and one, that he might think, like, I gotta push through this. He mentioned also that, like, the reason he's patient is, like, that's probably why he's had you know why he had injuries kind of nag for several seasons is cuz he would push through and push through and push through and push through He's not going to do that now. He's going to be a little bit patient if it means missing one game on Friday against the Rockets and then trying to get right with a with a favorable schedule. He'll do exactly that. He actually mentioned that he was sitting on the bench or sitting in the in the back and like the the Blazers. The way the back of the, the arena works is the um the like health room. The health and performance room is across from the locker room. So he's sitting in there, you know, talking to the medical staff, and he's like, "I'll just go sit back on the bench and see how it is." And they're like. Heck no, you are not going back to the bench. You're chilling here. Your night is done. You're not going back out there and tempting, like, you know, sneaking back on the floor, tempting Chauncey Billups to play you, all those things. Like you are, your night's over. This is patience. And he 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 knew that he he knew that he couldn't, he knew he had to be patient in the moment. But I think the perspective: if we can't be okay in these moments, who are we for real? Is the perfect way to think about this Damian Lord injury. If the Blazers cannot overcome an, a night without Damian Lillard, then they're not who, you know, if you thought with Dame in the lineup, this is like a 50-win team, home court advantage type team. Obviously, every team is going to be worse without their best player. Some teams more than others, right? But, like, you take Dame away, this team should has the bones of still being competitive. Anthony Simons and Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant and, and Nurk and Justice Winslow, um, who would be, I guess, my guest to start on, on Friday. Like, uh that group should still be able to to compete on most nights. You got defense, uh, you don't have a ton of shooting, but you have got some real shot creation with ant. Um, I think you expand Josh Hart's role and see if he can he can take on a little bit more. He's shown he can in the past. You can if if we can't be okay in these moments, who are we for real? It is a chance to prove who they are for real without their captain. That's the that is the, the truly enlightened perspective from Damian Lillard. Who are we really? Because it's really going to come down to us as a unit and not just me. Dame knows he has carried them to some impressive wins, you know, back-to-back 41-point performances, and then his teammates made the big buckets when it really mattered. It is a collective effort, but if they can't hold, tread water a little bit when Dame has to miss a, a quarter because of foul trouble or a game because of a minor injury, whatever it might be, this is the test of who you are as a team. This is a test of the roster, a test of the coaching staff, a test of every Simons to step into a bigger role, a test of Jeremy Grant to step into that bigger role, a test of Yusuf Nurkic to have a bigger night. It's all of those things, and I think Damian Lillard offers that. the the perspective that I encourage you if you're able to take that this isn't the oh man as soon as you Blazers can't have nice things as soon as they lose a game they not only lose they get shellacked and then they get their best player gets hurt like Damian Lord was not woe is me in the locker room Damian Lord was Damian Lord was a matter of fact and he was earnest and honest dang my calf was bothering me probably gonna have to miss a game because of it bummer but I'm 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 just not that worried. He he did not seem... I've seen him more, much more upset so many more times than this. This was not a worried Damian Lillard, not a concerned Damian Lord. This was a matter of fact, this will be a good test for us. And that comes Friday against the Houston Rockets. Uh, and I think what we saw a little bit in this, uh, this game against the Heat, some of the Blazers little bugaboos showed up. Some of the things that have been an issue for them, throughout the first five games of the season showed up let's talk about those little bit those little issues and what they need to clean up to go get a win on friday without damian lillard in the lineup join me on the third segment won't you still a pass first point guard i'm still mike richmond and you are still listening to locked on Blazers. portland is likely to be without damian lillard on friday when they play the houston rockets but the issues they had against the miami heat on wednesday have to be cleaned up for that game against houston on friday Portland has struggled in a couple phases this year. Um, they're turning the ball over too much, and they've had nights when they've really gotten crushed on the offensive glass. And both of those things came up for real against Miami. Like, Miami won this game because they made 15 threes and shot 40% from the three-point line. Like, they won this game by making shots. Kyle Lowry hit five threes. He's been awful all year long, and he's and he hit five threes. Um, Caleb Martin was great. Uh Tyler Hero hit, came in and hit three threes. Max Strews came in and had a monster second quarter. He finished with four threes. Like, they had 15 threes as a team. They, they, they won this game with their shot making. They absolutely did. They won this game with their shot making. But the Blazers' issues this year have been giving away extra possessions. Uh, a little bit on the glass and a lot on live ball turnovers. Just giving up free runs or just... Um, just, just a couple sloppy passes here and there, uh, you know, uh, trying to throw a cro- court, cross-court pass that isn't there, staring someone down as you say, like, hey, you think I can get it all the way to the corner? No, you cannot. Um, picking up your dribble too early and having to bail outs, making, a, making a, a lob pass when you should throw a bullet, throwing a bullet when you should throw a lob. Like, they've just, they've had some sloppy stuff and some sh- just straight-up careless turnovers is what uh, Chauncey Billups has talked about a bunch Both of those things were here today. Uh, According to uh, Cleaning the Glass, the indispensable stats website from former Blazers employee, Ben Falk, the Blazers turned the ball over on 19.8% of their possessions. Uh, Ben Falk's stats cuts out garbage time, uh, so it filters out the end of this game for the Blazers. But in the run of play, like before they really pulled the plug... 19.9 19.9 on 20% of their possessions they turn the ball over that's too many that's too many um you want that number to be single digits you want it to turn the ball over in like 8% of your possessions that's 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 like a percent that's a percentage you can live with like just sort of the nature of the beast miami is an aggressive defense they force turnovers they got a lot of steal artists theft artists on the team but like that's too many 20% of your possessions is too many and Miami, that shot incredibly well from the floor. As I mentioned, 38% from three and effective field goal percentage over nearly 60%. Like they were ace and three-pointers and, and doing what they do. Uh, they didn't, Blazers are a low foul team. They do not get teams to the free throw line. They lost this game because of shot making. And then when the Miami didn't make shots, which they made a bunch of, they rebounded 36% of their own misses. Offensive rebound rate of 36%. Getting a third of the missed shots on your end is too many. It's 25% is too many. 30% is wild. 36% is like just untenable. You're not going to win. The Blazers play small... Jeremy Grant's not a great rebounder. It really comes down to: it. Can Josh Hart and Justice Winslow win their minutes and they there be really good on the board boards? Excuse me. Uh, can Yusuf Nurkic be awesome on the glass? Like that's what it comes down to. They got a gang rebound and they got to be aggressive with it. And Miami, a good offensive rebounding team, punish the Blazers. Miami, a good. A, a good turnover forcing team punished the blazers and those are extra possessions. You turn the ball over, you give up extra shots. That that's it. Like the blazers didn't lose this game because of that, but they did not have a chance to be competitive because of that. They lost the game because Miami shot really well. Um the blazers defense wasn't perfect, but Miami shot really well. That sometimes sometimes it it's it do be like that as they say. Uh like it, I don't think um I don't think this was like an anomaly. Miami's got shooters. Max Trus is an awesome shooter. Tyler Hero, who struggled early and then finally got hot late, is a pretty good shooter. Kyle Lowry, maybe an anomaly, <laughs> hasn't shot that well all year long. But like, you know, um, you know Duncan Robinson, who doesn't even who plays sparingly now, but it got loose and didn't didn't get loose in this game, but can get loose. Like they got shooters. It's it's not uncommon to to lose to Miami because they bomb threes, but the Blazers. Might have still lost, but the reason that they just weren't competitive, able to get back, is because Dame's not on the floor and they're giving up extra possessions. Like this was a single digit game when Dame when Dame left. He leaves, their offense didn't get going. They scored just twenty eight points in the final seventeen minutes with him out. That's not enough. There need to be they were they were kind of rolling early. They scored 80 in the second half the other night. They're capable of huge, 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 huge scoring binges when they get going. Uh, they didn't have that. And then the offensive rebounds and the turnovers were an issue. That has been an issue all year. And I think that's that's the key for them to clean up, right? It's the extra possessions. It's just the extra possessions. Uh, basketball is, a, is an opportunities game. The Blazers are really good at limiting... Uh, the chances of the free throw line they've been a really low foul team this year but if you get killed on the glass and you give away a bunch of chances to score by with sloppy turnovers particularly live ball turnovers that lead to runouts that's going to cost you that makes it too hard to come back Um, when they have been a low when they've had low turnover halves like against phoenix in the second half and against and overtime and against denver in the second half they have beaten good teams they have they crushed Denver because they stopped turning the ball over they beat they came back and beat the Suns uh, came back from a double digit deficit to beat the Suns because they stopped turning the ball over Turned the ball over 14 times in the first half of that game stopped turning it over and they had a chance this is their challenge and now they got to do it without the guy who who is their stabilizer Dame stabilizes everything and as Chauncey said in the past his buckets are the loudest a Dame three is louder than other threes I think Houston is a nice test for them. It's not a particularly good team. It's a very young team. uh, Definitely capable of beating the Blazers in Portland, without a doubt. Definitely capable of doing it. But a winnable game, a chance to prove who the Blazers, to quote Damian Lillard, who we are for real. That's what I'll be watching for on Friday you're listening to Thursday, October 27th show. Come back for Friday show. We'll talk a little bit more about that game. We'll look ahead to the Blazers schedule. We'll get any updates you got. We'll have fun. That's what we do. It's a it's a daily podcast about the Portland Trailblazers. The only daily podcast about the tra- Portland Trailblazers that I am I am aware of. Free on all platforms. That includes YouTube. Tell your friends. Make it your first listen every day. Make your second listen every day. Locked on NBA, the overarching NBA show covering. All of the biggest stories across the league in 30 minutes, available on all platforms. However you're listening to this, go search NBA. Make it your second listen of the day. All right, come back for Friday's show. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.